Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Collusion Hour, a weekly podcast where we sit with uh, Michael Carey and talk about the collusion he's done this week in the Rice Dynasty League. Um, of course, Michael does collusion often, and um, we kind of just like to go take a deep dive into that collusion in here every single week on the Collusion Hour. So, um, Michael, I, I can't believe that this time you have made it so Anthony's schedule um was against him this whole this whole year um and now of course your your latest offense is you, you're having him face quinn right when all of quinn's running backs come back i can't believe you planned it out but you did you admitted to it in chat um what do, i mean what do you have to say about that are you proud i would be proud that's pretty impressive to be honest yeah i um I have to say I'm pretty proud. I uh, set Anthony up. He has the most points allowed in the league, so the most points scored against him. Um, Obviously, I did this on purpose. I saw the entire schedule. I mapped out the whole thing, and I said, how can I give myself the greatest advantage and then give you the greatest advantage as well so you approve the schedule (laughs) so that you and I are the bottom of the league in points allowed while still putting Anthony and of course Quinn who is a fierce rival of mine at the top of points allowed. Yes. I I can't believe I've executed this but I'm even more shocked that I got called for it. I thought I would get away with it. (laughs) Can't believe I didn't get away with it. I thought I would get away with it. No. So here we are. Everyone immediately saw um, somehow, some way, and I, I was confused too. I thought you would definitely get away with it, but Anthony was, Anthony smelled something fishy, you know. <laughs> um, he did. The fact that our points allowed are separated by almost four hundred <laughs> is do actually it. insane. That'll do it. That will do it. <laughs> that'll that will piss anyone off. As someone who was in Anthony's position last year, where um, my points allowed, his points allowed are closer to people. Mine were not. Mine were very far away from the rest of the league, which would make mm-hmm. made me even more upset. Um, but yeah, always sucks to be have the most points allowed, especially when you're Anthony. You have the mo- fourth most points for. So, uh, and same with Quinn, who has the uh, fifth most points for and the second most points allowed. So those two teams, one of them's probably going to miss out on playoffs. So. They're both not liking it, and they're now being, of course, Michael also planned that they would face off right now um, so that they'd be forced to play play for their playoff lives right here, basically. Yeah, I wanted it to be dramatic. <laughs> um, that's what I. That's what my goal was the whole time, and they, they figured it out that I wanted this to be dramatic. I specifically planned so that John and I would actually end the year with the same record. Oh. which is about to happen, and oh. the same total number of points. <laughs> the exact same. Exact same. The first tiebreaker. The first tiebreaker in the history of Race Dynasty. I don't even know who we would give the one seat. It's probably just to me because my points allowed higher, maybe. Is that what we would do? Or maybe max points for. Yeah, that's probably, probably max points yeah, for at that point. But yes, I have strategically 
figured my max points for to be the third best in the league while finishing, which I will, with the best record in the league. <laughs> okay. I don't and agree. Lowest points allowed. Don't agree with that part, part but... um. John, everything is mapped out according to plan. Okay, okay. It has worked out perfectly for me. Like Travis Fulgham. I knew I could give a ton of my waiver money so that I could pick up Travis Fulgham uh, at the right time. I knew I wouldn't need it in other places. Yeah, clearly. So that's worked out really well for me. And now he's clearly averaging 1.3 points. Literally, he has scored 1.3 points in both of the last three days. He's consistent. He's extremely consistent. Um similar point totals in both of them so uh yeah this has been yes. an exciting year for for the collusion hour but um it, it looks like next year we might just go back to sleep or rando schedule at this point just so yeah, i'm okay with that just i got away with it once <laughs> i just don't want like i think someone's always gonna be get the shaft as far as schedules there's never there's not gonna be a year where everyone has a perfectly balanced schedule and everyone's like, wow, I really enjoyed my schedule this year. So I think it's better that we just let someone like Anthony blame Sleeper next time than Michael. Um, I did enjoy my schedule this year, though. <laughs> you I did luck say. out. Um, you did luck out. Char- Char- and I also lucked out. Anyone who had to play Charlie. Charlie Jeff, which, is not enjoying his schedule this no, year. No, he, he was scheduled like he was supposed to be the best team in this league. And now he's the worst team in this league, so... It's definitely not helping his record. Um, no. But do you want to go through some power rankings real quick? Yeah, we might as well start there. Like you said, Charlie, worst team in the league. He is still number 10 for me, despite having a pretty decent week, even with two players that didn't play on his team. Actually kind of impressive, but... Um, He's not trying hard enough to pass Alex. I think if they played each other, Alex would win over 50% of the time. So, I uh, yeah, I'm giving the edge to Alex still, so Charlie is my 9. Or 10, I mean. 10. Charlie's 10. Uh, I gave Alex 10 again. Uh, just cause oh, my gosh. I want a really? little change. Hey, Charlie, Charlie outscored Alex while having two players score zero points because they weren't playing. So... I think based it's off fair. based off last week, I Charlie's teams look at Kenny and Drake. He might not be like popping off her forty like he was last year at the end of the year, but he's still putting up pretty consistent numbers. He's still a top twenty running back, um, so that's been impressive. Obviously, Taysom Hill looked pretty damn good and was fun to watch. And the only person, the only people I know that didn't enjoy watching Taysom Hill were Alvin Kamara owners. AKA everyone I played last week in all three of my leagues. Um, absolutely hated this man. Uh, but besides that, I, yeah, still still think Charlie's team is in deep doo-doo with these injuries. But I think this is a promising week for sure that Charlie can still compete next year once his players are back. This is a promising week for him, like this week? Coming up? Just no, 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 no. Just last week versus oh, okay. the eighty-four points. This upcoming week also a promising week because it's looking like he's going to get the win. So we'll get into that more later. We'll get into yeah. that more later. Big upset coming. Yeah. Um, I have Alex at nine. Alex could have scored more than Charlie if he would have just set a, he bit, didn't listen a, bit to of a me. better lineup. He didn't listen. He he listened to you, and he probably shouldn't have. 
Um, Alex, do us all a favor. Put Tim Patrick in your lineup. That guy's actually pretty good. Like, he is very, very consistent. Um, last three weeks, 10, 8, and 14 without a touchdown. Or he had one touchdown in there. But other than that, very, very good. Um, yeah, he uh, he gets a lot of targets. He's getting Zach Ertz back as well. Zach Ertz still looks like a corpse. But um, if he's anything, because the Eagles need somebody to give the ball to, because apparently it's not Travis Fulgham anymore, <laughs> um, maybe Zach Ertz will uh, help Alex's team out at tight end. Mike Evans still looks good. He's the wide receiver one in Tampa Bay, and that's pretty clear by the targets. And as someone who traded Mike Evans away, I'm like pretty surprised by that. I did not think he was going to be the wide receiver one, but he very clearly is. So good for Alex. He probably won that trade, um, at least long term. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, yeah, I have Alex at nine. Yeah, that trade will be pretty even. I agree. Um, I'm really, I have Charlie at nine. I mainly talked about Charlie, and what I was talking about Alex is what I'm realizing. Um, so I guess I'll talk about Alex, who's my who was my ten, and I agree with um, everything you're saying there. I yeah, I don't know who it's it, the Evans Keenan Allen trade looking pretty even honestly and it's looking right now like you have wanted a little bit more but in the future Evans could pull out um but there's gonna have to be some change in Tampa Bay for that to happen I feel like he yeah like a different guy throwing in the ball yes that or like Brown leaving or someone leaving <laughs> that's that um makes it so he gets even more targets than he's getting right now um because mm-hmm. there's just too much too much there for him um but yeah sorry alex i chose the wrong person for you to start in henry ruggs that's my bad um absolutely my bad okay so we are on to uh number eight and that means it's time to talk about tom Myring, who's back in the eight spot um you know, it wasn't pretty for Tom, but he got the job done last week. 91 points is not what you want. But Ezekiel Elliott looked really good. It looks like he is back. He scored a touchdown, but he also had over 100 yards rushing. That's good. I think Andy Dalton actually makes Cowboys players kind of viable, which is good. I think that's uh, very important for Tom's team. He's going to get Swift back this week against Houston, which is a bad defense. Looks like he's going to get Ridley back. Michael Thomas showed some life. It looks like he's actually alive and got a lot of targets from Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, when I was watching that game, his first read was Michael Thomas. If it wasn't there, he'd like kind of blink and then like hope that that made Michael Thomas open. <laughs> and then he'd blink again if it wasn't open, and then he'd throw it anyway. So... <laughs> Over half of his attempts went to Michael Thomas. So I think it's fair to say, while Taysom Hill is playing quarterback, that's very good for Tom. Um, I think he's getting Hawkinson back in a good matchup. My one area of concern, and I'm sure you can touch on this, is actually Robbie Anderson. So I'll let you kind of talk about that, and I'm going to get into it a little bit later. So Tom's at eight, but I like his chances this week. 
right. Yeah. All right. Tom's also eight for me. Um. Yeah. I. It, I. The Zeke and Michael Thomas games last week were very promising for this man. I. I really. Zeke was all over the place. It was great. Michael Thomas was all over the place. That's great. Um, Ridley was getting a lot more targets once Julio Jones went off the field. So and Julio might not play again this week. Tom's going to be hoping for that for sure. Uh, he was missing Swift this week. Anderson is a little concerning. Sharks, of course, a little concerning. Um, but I mean, Anderson still being as consistent as he almost always is. It's just if you go to a stats page, he literally has one touchdown all year. He's getting a lot of targets. He's getting a decent amount of yards. He's just he is never in the end zone. They never give it to him. And guess what? The Carolina Panthers all of a sudden really, really love DJ Moore now. Um, and yeah, it it sucks for Anderson. Um, but I would like to go on the record saying I do think I won that Jake Lutton Drew Locke trade because Lutton uh, threw four interceptions and had negative five fantasy points this week. Uh, that's the other thing, actually, is Joe Burrow, of course, is now out the rest of the year. So uh, Tom Tom is going to have to use Baker, basically. I Lutton's not good. Uh, <laughs> it's Baker time. Yeah, unless Minshew comes back eventually. But it's definitely Baker time for now. Can't wait for Minshew to come back, lead Tom through the playoffs, and back to the championship. Wow. That's going to be so hype. Number seven for me is Nick. Um, I have moved Nick down slowly but surely over time, and despite his win this week, I hate Todd Gurley. (laughs) I'm going to go on the record. I hate Todd Gurley. This man is terrible at the game of football. His knees are shot. What he did this week was what I've said he's going to do for a long time. Eight carries, 26 yards, 3.3 yards per attempt, 4.2 fantasy points. This is what I've been saying for weeks was going to happen. He has not averaged over four yards a carry since week five. He's not good anymore. Just get this man a wheelchair and get him off the field. Um I hate him with a passion, and uh, yeah, that, that's about it. That's all I have to say. Okay, that's great. Uh, I enjoyed that. Um, for me, I have Quinn at seven, actually, um, and it's mainly because mm. Nick just beat him. But things are looking up for Quinn, obviously. He's getting a lot of players back here um, for now. I have him at seven because he's got a really tough matchup in Anthony this week. And honestly, if he loses it, he's probably out of playoffs, out of playoff contention. Uh, he's he's going to need a lot to go right for him to make it in um, at that point. One of these teams is going to lose, and it's going to be a lot harder for them to make it in playoffs. After that, I and honestly, these Eckler, Mostert, uh, Carson coming back from injury, but... Um, Eckler and Mostert have pretty tough matchups on the ground there. Uh, I'm kind of worried about what their performance is going to be like. And then Quinn's wide receiver situation, having to start T. Higgins and Jarvis Landry, not fun. Jarvis Landry has been awful this year. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. awful. Even even with Odell Beckham Jr. out, Jarvis Landry has still done nothing. Um, You're right. <laughs> 
yeah, it absolutely sucks. And man, oh man, you're going to want to hope. I mean, dealing on the COVID list, there's still a chance he could play apparently. But um, yeah, you need <laughs> you're going to need dealing. Because I, Landry and Higgins, I mean, Higgins is a great young talent, but he's not consistent yet. Oof, I, and especially now with Joe Burrow out. I, I might even, I would probably like be, be more comfortable starting like Corey Davis over Landry um, or even Renfro. John, spoilers for later. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is getting into my segment. Um, so I'm kind of worried for Quinn. I have him at seven, not only because of his loss to Nick last week, but I'm scared he can't win this week. Um, and he'll miss playoffs if he does. So, yeah, he he would pretty much be out of it if he loses this week. Um, unfor- this is the power rankings, though. So I'm not gonna go by who I think is gonna make playoffs. I'm gonna go by who I think the best teams are. So I have Quinn at six, one spot ahead of Nick, um, because I think Quinn is about to be back at full strength. And if he's at full strength, I think he's better than Nick. Um, Everything you said is true. I think if uh, he gets his full lineup back of the Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, Damian Harris, Eckler, and Moster in the flex spots, that is lethal. That is a lot of firepower. Um, Damian Harris has been awesome. Oh, like, yeah. Let's just say what it has been. His That was his worst game last week, and he averaged four yards a carry and scored a touchdown. Like He has been great. Um I regret giving him up because he's a good dynasty piece and I traded him for a backup. So I'm an idiot. Um, bottom line of that story. And Quinn is reaping the benefits. I I would love to see him win this week so that he has a chance. Um, but, yeah, I think it, this might be the end of the road. We'll see if these guys play. If Mostert and Eckler play, he's going to have a shot. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um yeah, Nick's at uh, six for me, so we have ours a little bit switched. Um, and it's because he had, a, he had a nice little week. Ended up getting a win because of it. Uh, Dallas Goddard looked great. Like you mentioned earlier, though, Ertz might be back, which would hurt that a little bit. Lockett had a good week. Woods had a great week with a touchdown and 130 yards. Um, Will Fuller didn't get his touchdown, but was back as far as the yardage and reception situations go. Um Hunt made it in the end zone, and me and Anthony were talking about it since he's the Chubb owner in our league, and they just really, apparently, last game at least, they were like, we're at the goal line, let's give it to Hunt, uh, which Chubb owners were not happy about. Uh, so that that was that was a little bit of a redeeming quality for Hunt at least, and then Gordon. I have a little bit of insight on that one. Okay. Apparently Chubb was having an equipment issue when they got to the goal line. So Every time they got out. to the goal line? Well, at least in one of them. Okay. They were going to put Chubb in, but he had an equipment issue, so he had to like adjust his helmet or something on the sideline. Uh, and he was like, oh, Kareem, you got this. Go ahead. <laughs> As Anthony's I'm just going to fix my helmet. As Anthony's crying, yeah. <laughs> just going to fix my helmet. I don't really care about touchdowns. I mean, this is Nick Chubb, the man who, of course, doesn't care about fantasy. He had a touchdown, and not last week, but the week before his game. Uh, but decided, no, let's win the game, obviously, because I don't care about fantasy. I care about the game of football. I'm just going to run out of bounds here at the one-yard line. 
are just what a done. dick. <laughs> he cares about his team more than our fantasy teams. <laughs> Chubb owners dropped him after that moment. They're like, droppable. This man's droppable. Does not care about my team. He's going to find an excuse not to score a touchdown every week. <laughs> Watch, next week he's going to like, oh, I tripped. <laughs> the, the week after that, he's just going to like throw it through the end zone at the one yard line. <laughs> Baker's like, what the hell? Is, that's not a play. What are you doing? Dude, we're down four. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Chubb's like, what? I thought you called it. I thought you called the running back pass audible. <laughs> Yeah, man, but not, like, fumbling it. You can't do that. Um, then the next week, he's going to drop kick it. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. He just he hates getting messages on uh, social media about fantasy so much that he's just ready to destroy all of his fantasy owners' hopes. And Make all his fantasy owners, like, hate him. <laughs> he feeds off of it. How did we get here? We were talking about Nick's team. Yeah. Oh, Kareem Melvin, Hunt. Yeah, Kareem yeah. Hunt. <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Kareem Hunt, yeah. Um, but yeah, Nick, uh, a little bit more of an impressive week. I'm still not fully impressed with this team. Uh, but Yeah, Melvin Gordon did look good, though. Yeah, he did. I don't know good. why he's not starting him over arthritis Gurley. Yeah, I would still... I, I think he's definitely over Gurley. But I would still be, as someone who owns Gordon in another league, I'm still scared to start him every week because of how inconsistent yeah. he is. But, yeah, he obviously just had a fantastic game. So, probably should put him in. But Nick, yeah, but Nick's running the two tight end set with <laughs> Melvin yeah. Gordon on the bench. Which, I don't get me wrong, I love 12 personnel. 12 personnel is great. Uh, two tight end sets, you know, power football, Big Ten football. But, Nick, this isn't the Big Ten. This is fantasy. We're trying to score points, not, you know, 17-7 to 7 Northwestern this shit. Get, get the tight end out of the lineup and put Melvin Gordon in the game. Yep. It's time. Uh, All right. Five? Um, five for me is Grant, um, the trade expert, who uh, it looks like he won that trade. Uh, early, it looks like he won that trade. Uh, Johnny Taylor. Uh, he put up Johnny one point Taylor. less. Just Johnny Johnny Taylor, young Johnny Taylor. He's a young man. Uh, put up one less point than Aaron Jones, despite Aaron jo- Jones scoring a touchdown and Jonathan Taylor not scoring a touchdown. Twenty-two carries. Like this is the kind of mon- mind-boggling usage that just annoyed me to no end with Johnny Taylor. And uh, yeah, um, John Taylor is. Uh, <laughs> Call him he's anything good. but Jonathan. <laughs> he's not. He's not that. Um, yeah, John Taylor is uh, He's a good running back when you give him the ball, yeah. which they finally figured out that, hey, we can give this guy the ball. He had a touchdown called back, too, that would have really put John Taylor in a good uh, situation. could have won. Nope, Grant DJ Moore's looked good. It would have won Grant the game. Eh, maybe not. Yeah, probably it would have been close. Would have been closer. Would have been much closer. Um but yeah, yeah, Johnny Taylor looking good. Um, Jerry Judy still looking good. DJ Moore looking good. I like this team. It's going to be kind of a question mark if he gets Debo back or not, which it'd be nice to finally get Debo back. Um, looks like he'd get Chenault back as an option. I still think Antonio Brown is a play. Um, He's been pretty consistent since he's been there, and he hasn't scored yet. And I think he's going to get in the end zone at some point. 13 targets this week. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I like Antonio Brown less the rest of season, and I like Debo when he's back because it looks like Ayuk isn't going to play. Yep. So I have Grant at five. Yeah, I'm surprised that um, they even care if Debo comes back at this point when they have Richie James, NFL MVP. <laughs> Um, I forgot about him. Yeah, of course. He didn't do much last week. I will admit he only scored two points, but it's fine. Um, well, I He's mean, resting. The week before. Tired legs. New Orleans. A lot of people in San Francisco have tired legs. Yeah, he just got a little bit tired. Um, <laughs> he decided he wanted to rest, and then another rest during the bye week. He needed a double week rest. Um, <laughs> Jarek McKinnon approves. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Grant is also uh number five for me and yeah i mean same with my trade dj morse outscored aj brown so already that wins it <laughs> um I, the other parts i jerry judy's young obviously daryl henderson on the other hand you this game kind of scared me right here this is i mean this is the first time acres took over so this is a cam acres sighting yeah this was a Cam Akers. He was alive. It, although the, he had a pulse. Although basically the entire game for the Rams was through the air, Akers still um, still got a touchdown. So, yeah, and it was also through the air. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is – I'm a little worried about Daryl now. I was, I was kind of worried before. But, yeah, Grant's still got a great team, and he can win games if Travis Kelsey scoring 20 points per game, which he is. So don't worry about that. It is such an advantage to have Travis Kelsey as your tight end. Uh-huh. Like, it is a ridiculous advantage to have him as your tight end. Absolutely. Um, it's like starting another player. But anyway, yep. Uh, number four for me is Anthony. Uh, I still have him here despite his 4-7 and seven record because he is the best 4-7 and seven team maybe ever. Um, Anthony is going to want Drew Brees to come back. He really is because... Alvin Kamara saw a big drop in targets. Um, luckily for Anthony, he's getting Stephon Diggs back this week. I think Hunter Henry is the play for him at tight end. He might disagree, but the the targets that Henry is getting, like Herbert just throws the ball so much that you just, I think you should play Hunter Henry. But anyway, um, Anthony's big problem is his flex positions. He needs to kind of figure out who he's going to use where um obviously galladay coming back would be good um you got carry on johnson so you don't want to play him uh and yeah aj green don't play him either actually so yeah he's got to figure out these flexes um yeah he's got to figure he's got to figure that out name everyone on his team be like actually don't play him he's not good yeah you don't want to play him just <laughs> definitely not carry on johnson at least so yeah, let's just yeah. say that for sure <laughs> So, uh, so Anthony's four. Yeah, Anthony's four for me as well. I completely agree. A very disappointing week for Anthony, but it was a lot of um, just some circumstance things. Chubb obviously not getting touchdowns. Kamara goes from like his eight receiving targets, six, 13, eight, 10 receiving targets to one. Taysom Hill clearly does not like throwing to him. Uh, he's not named Michael Thomas, so he doesn't care about him. He still got a touchdown, though. And, yeah, the rest of his team kind of just uh, pooped the bed this week. So, uh, obviously, it's still some talent here. Yeah, it's just going to be – I agree. Just going to be about figuring out who to start at the flex. Definitely not – I wouldn't be optimistic after this week if I were Anthony. Like, that 
that week would hurt my hurt my feelings, for sure. Uh, but he, he gets Diggs back. Diggs sorely missed. That's his, probably his most consistent player besides Camaro this year. So, yeah, Anthony Four. He still a win here against Quinn, and I'd say he's got a pretty good chance to make playoffs. Yeah, I would think so too. And it's gonna, yeah, like we said earlier, it's gonna matter a lot on Quinn's running back situation. Uh, number three slash ten, I have Chris Brunton. <laughs> Um, three slash ten based on his lineup that's currently in, based on his bench uh, three, because uh, this team is still very good. Um, the, all the rookies, literally every single one. You just if you call them a rookie, they're really good. Let's just put it that way. Like his team has a lot of very good players that are young, um, especially at the wide receiver spot. His biggest weakness is running back um, with McCaffrey out, but it should uh, work its way back. So we'll see. I, I like this team. There's definitely a couple question marks here and there. Uh, but, gosh, if this is his starting lineup, that bench might be the best bench I've ever seen in my life. So there's uh, <laughs> Chris at number three. Yeah, uh, Chris number three for me too. And I made to go behind why Chris is behind the curtain, I guess, breaking news. Uh, Chris is deciding to throw or something. I don't, we 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 have no clue. We text Michael texted him about it. He sent back the the eye emojis. So he did just reply. I, I can give breaking news on this podcast. Oh my god! Um, he said, "I need to dive into our rule book to see if this is allowed, but it'll be really good for me if I lose this week." No. Why? We're not sure. <laughs> no, no reason as to why, because uh, me and Michael were talking about it. I the only thing he is playing for is the two seed, which obviously, if you throw, you can't get that. Uh, but also, either the three or four seed, and um, four seed, it would give him a little bit more of an advantage because the most likely six seed is Anthony, and you don't want to have to face Anthony as the three seed in round number one. That's a scary matchup right there. So we we hypothesized that Chris wants to throw to get the four seed. But in order to do this, not only will Chris have to go 0-2, Nick will also have to go 2-0. And Nick will have to outscore Chris by 250 points in the next two weeks, which even with Chris throwing, I think is fairly impossible. So... I yeah, he, I think Chris should bite the bullet on this one and just put his starting lineup in. Um, I I don't think this is worth it if that's what he's doing it for. Maybe it has something to do with Charlie, but it can't. Charlie is Charlie's just being placed based off max points for at this point. So there's no point in letting Charlie win. That wouldn't benefit him at all in any way. I don't think he has Charlie's draft picks anyways, or I don't know what draft picks he has. But I this move is confusing for me, and we won't allow him to throw next week, most likely against Nick, because that would affect a lot of the playoff race if if Nick loses this week. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, if Nick loses this week, then there's a scenario where Nick could lose to Chris and not make playoffs, which would get Tom in. It would or get potentially, qu- potentially Quinn, Quinn or, or Tom. Anthony. Yeah, basically. Quinn or Tom at that point. Yeah, well, depending on who wins between Anthony or Quinn. Basically, yeah, right. whoever loses between Anthony and Quinn, 
and Tom would then have a chance to make playoffs over Nick. So, yeah, in that scenario. But if Chris throws it, obviously Nick would get in. Um, so, yeah, that would be a big deal. Uh, the other point that I wanted to bring up. What did I want to bring up? I don't remember. I'll get to it later if I can't. But <laughs> yeah, that would, um, yeah, that wouldn't be good for our current playoff standings. So we will see. Oh, yes, I remember what I wanted to pick up. Let's assume Chris's tanking team, hypothetically, scores 15 points. Okay, that's not very good. If he scores 15 points, and let's take Nick's best week on the season, which was 139 points, Chris would still get the three seed in that scenario. If he scores 15 points two weeks in a row, and Nick scores his best output of the season two weeks in a row. Yeah, no. It's it's literally... It, Chris, if you're listening, there is no point in you trying to do this for the fourth. This isn't going to happen. It's just no. not going to work, and you're just going to piss people off if you do it to be Like, people just don't like to see this. They're like, someone not trying? That's not fun. Um, no, and you need to play a, a player that is playing. Those are the rules that we've made for throwing games. You have to put in someone who's playing. Jameis Winston isn't playing. Yeah, that's another one. So that doesn't count. Yeah, you can't, you can't put in... Okay, look, Charlie putting people in on bye, that's just dumb, but it didn't have any implications behind it. Chris putting in people on bye, now that's, we can't allow that. You have to put, I mean, I think at least Tom put in starting quarterbacks last year, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's going to have to put in Brady. Yeah. But so. either way, even if we did let him put in Winston, like like you're saying, it's just like, God, it's impossible. Like, Nick's going to have to have the two best weeks of his life, and Chris is really going to have to throw insanely well for for him to get four seed at this point. It's ridiculous. Right. It is. So, anyway, um, I have myself at number two in the power rankings. Uh, I think my team is pretty much on level with yours, John. Uh, we are 25 points separated on the season, and uh, that includes a game where my quarterback – literally broke his leg so i um i think we're about as close as they get and it's gonna be a really fun matchup between us this week so i have myself at number two yeah i'm super excited for this game this week i have i have you at number two as well and i think i think your trades have really um helped you especially the keenan allen one i think the keenan allen one is making your team op but as i said in chat it's getting nerfed this week by the buffalo bills um they're nerfing Keenan. But uh, yeah, still still a fantastic team and very scary to look at. And yeah, this game is it's going to be a hell of a game. I'm excited. Oh, okay. So Chris filled me in. He says he wants to make Alex's second round pick the 2.1 instead of the 2.2. So if he gets Quinn or if he gets Charlie a win, that will make his pick better and Charlie's pick worse. So that's interesting. But it won't. Why wouldn't it? Because Charlie's Charlie's um, draft pick is based off of max points four. So it doesn't matter if he gets a win or not, right? Oh yeah, Charlie's Nick, Alex is still gonna get the lowest pick. Yeah. 
And he said, also, there's a scenario where I get the four seed, and I'm going to fill him in that that's just pretty much impossible. Well, yeah. His other reason is also impossible. It doesn't have anything to do with, like, it literally... Not with our max points for. Yeah, it doesn't... The records are null and void. Like, it doesn't even matter if if um, Charlie has as many wins as Alex or anything like that, or more wins than Alex. It's it's purely based off of max points for. So. Which is how we got rid of the tanking. Yeah, exactly. So... At this point, Alex, much lower max points for than Charlie, so it's looking like he's just going to get the number one overall and stuff like that. Right. Okay. And at the uh, derby, yeah. Chris doing this will not affect that at all, basically. It won't do anything. And that's, right. yep. yeah. That's, that's right. We changed, the, so, we changed the rule for this reason specifically. So people, yeah can't do this so people can't do this a good thing to affect yeah yeah it's look at this guys already in action um people are gonna avoid throwing just for that we did it we did it everyone we did it all right so we uh i think you're number one obviously in the power rankings we're gonna go go into a deeper dive on this matchup this week and what we think so we may just uh move on right now to a few of our segments yeah, might as well. All right, John. I have a rest of season questions for you. Okay. Who would you rather have the rest of seasons? We have one for each team. Okay. Let's start off with Tom Myring. Tom has a little bit of a conundrum with Robbie Anderson, who has not scored over 10 points in the last, uh, I want to say since like week four, which is not great. John, would you rather start the rest of the season Robbie Anderson or Naheem Hines? Hines usually sees a pretty consistent floor with the receiving game, but his <laughs> ceiling has been much higher. Who would you rather have rest of season? Oh, I mean, honestly, I might go Hines. Because um, his schedule, look at his schedule, very juicy. Tennessee, Houston, Las Vegas, Houston. Um, specifically Tennessee, Houston, and we just saw him play Tennessee, and he just went out. He just went off for 27 points. And that's what is going to help Tom, like, win this game over Nick. He needs that. He needs a pop-off potential. He doesn't need Robbie Anderson to score him seven points or whatever he's going to get. Uh, he needs a pop-off um, that just basically clinches him this win. And honestly, his floor isn't like that low either like he scored seven last week he scored more than robbie anderson last week maybe or almost as much as robbie anderson last week even though it was a taylor week so and it was a bad week yeah exactly yeah i i'd say at this point just just chuck and hines i i know anderson has a good matchup this week which might might make it seem a little difficult but Hines, it just might be time to take a risk here for tom in, in desperate times because a win against nick is puts tom in a very good position to try to get a spot honestly so could be big. Good. I agree with that. Uh, Todd Gurley or Melvin Gordon, rest of season. We have obviously Todd Gordon. Gurley who, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Todd Gurley falls into the end zone sometimes after running for a yard and a half on his you know longest carry of the day versus Melvin Gordon who has a good game every once in a while. Yeah, Melvin Gordon can actually run uh, the ball places and stuff like that. Uh, it's... It's kind of nice to see. I do have Melvin Gordon in another league, and I hate it. So, 
I, I can agree with wanting to sit him every once in a while, but he did just come off of a really good week. He's got a tough matchup against New Orleans. But I am a little bit worried about Todd Gurley. Uh, he's It's looking like as the season goes on, maybe he's just getting worse 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 and worse for wear especially as it comes down to like yards per carry and stuff like and stats like that so yeah, i would be a little bit worried about Gurley. i think it's pretty even though even though i immediately answered melvin gordon i still do think it's decently even between the two so i agree with that as well um even though I do think Gurley has a safe floor because he's probably going to fall into the end zone every week somehow. Yep. Somehow he's going to trip and be like, where am I? Where did you guys go? He's an old man. He has arthritis. Yep. And he's just he's got to kind of look up and his teammates going to be hugging her like, congrats, Tom. You're, you're, you're Todd. You're back in. Even though sometimes he doesn't even want to be in the end zone. But yeah. That's another scenario. Lions, whatever. Um, <laughs> Tim Patrick or Marvin Jones, rest of season? This is for Alex. Hmm. Pro, uh, probably Tim Patrick, but that's just assuming that Kenny Galladay and the rest of the seasons for Alex is only two weeks. Actually, um, well, yeah. I guess he's he's got toilet bowl too. Um, got to do well in that toilet bowl. This is I don't know what the only issue is I don't know when Galladay is going to come back. But Marvin Jones has been pretty spectacular. He scored seven points still last week, but the Lions scored zero. So I'd say that's still not bad. Um, and he got a touchdown called back. Yeah. I, like Leads I, the league in almost touchdowns. Big stat. As long as Galladay's out, I would p- throw Jones in over Tim Patrick. But once Galladay comes back, I would ride Tim Patrick for sure. That's my answer, even though it's not a complete one. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, Quinn. You have a choice of three people. Ooh. T, well, actually four people. Uh, T. Higgins, Jarvis Landry, Brashad Perriman, or Corey Davis? He has the blessed man, Brashad Perriman? He does. He has the very blessed Brashad Perriman who keeps getting himself into the end zone with Hail Mary type passes because he's so blessed. <laughs> Joe Flacco. I can't believe it. The, um, the elite Joe Flacco. The elite Joe Flacco just finds him in the end zone every time. Um, was Corey Davis the other option? Corey Davis is the other option, but you should check out what Corey Davis has done this season. Yeah, now I will go Corey Davis. Corey Davis is one. You have to pick one more between T. Higgins, Brashad Perriman, and uh, Jarvis Landry. Or Hollywood Brown, if you want. Ugh. Um, if Brashad Perriman was on my team, I'd probably throw him in for the memes. But uh, Brashad Perriman is the correct answer. <laughs> probably T. There's to be so honest. much upside. Probably no, T. Probably T. It should be T, but Brashad Perriman is very fun. Very fun player. Boo! Boo! <laughs> yeah, boo me, Not blessed. Not blessed. T. Uh, Higgins is not blessed, and that's why. Oh my gosh. All right. Pick two on Chris's team. David Montgomery. Deontay Johnson. James Connor or Ronald Jones. Pick two. Ugh. Okay, wait. Deontay Johnson, James Connor. What were the other one? Deontay Johnson, James. Uh 
how dare you disrespect David Montgomery and Ronald Jones that way? Ronald Jones and David Montgomery. Well, that's your answer. Immediate answer is yeah. No, I was wondering who the other two are, but that is also my answer: Deontay Johnson and James Conner. So. Oh, it's, it's Deontay Johnson, James Conner. You're no no Demont or Rojo. Um, I'd say I don't know. I no, I wouldn't go with either of them, especially after Rojo's oh week. Gosh. Look at Rojo's pattern. Rojo's got a nice little pattern going on with Fournette back. He's an RB one. He's an RB one in all formats. Mm-hmm. In all formats, must start player actually. His floor is so low. What is wrong with this man? I don't know. Bruce Arians is just awful. He yeah. goes and has like one of the best weeks in like the history of the NFL, and then he gets like what seven carries last week. Which I'm not surprised by, by the way. That's why I'm not talking about it. I, I completely expected Ronald Jones to do nothing the next week. Yeah, I knew it would be a four-net week after he had the longest run yep. in like the last 15 years in the NFL. Yeah, 100%. I was like, yeah. This, it, yeah, of course. That means nothing to me. This is Ronald Jones. It was one of the top <laughs> 10 longest runs in NFL history. Yeah, meant nothing to me at the time. I was like, yeah, that's pretty impressive, but... He's on a team more than I can. Yeah, it means nothing for his fantasy value, in my opinion. Uh, Speaking of Chris uh, and his team, he just texted me again saying that he probably will not tank now, knowing that it won't benefit him. (laughs) And that he said, you ruined my playoff scenario. Uh, (laughs) I guess so. And I'm going to text him back, no, I helped your playoff scenario, because now you actually do have a chance to not get the... Yeah, two, the three seed, but now no, he, he doesn't. He now doesn't. he has a chance to get the two seed, possibly if you go zero and two and he goes two and zero. So, yeah, that's true. He's got to outscore me too. Yeah, by a lot. That as well. Um, should be tough because I have Alex next week. Yeah, well, Alex. Never know. Alex will pull off an upset. I know it. He's down. He's 50. done it before. He's down fifty points too. So yeah, he does have to catch up a bit, but. Okay, uh, my team is next. Clyde Edwards Elair coming off of a uh, top five running back finish. His first multi touchdown game in the NFL looked really good against the Raiders. Clearly the RB1 on that team. Or Antonio Gibson on the Washington football team. Um, he's been excellent. He's scored touchdowns, I think, in about five straight games. He's clearly the rushing downs back, um, and he's looked good running the ball. Who would you rather have rest of season as a starter? Whew. Um, this one's so match dependent. Do you literally have to choose between these two every week, Michael? This is insane. Yep, I do. From here on out, this is my choice. This is insane. Because um, I'm not sitting Aaron Jones. I'm not probably not going to sit Miles Sanders, and I'm not going to sit any of the wide receivers. Yeah, this is insane, an insanely tough choice. Um, Can't wait for J.K. Gibson. Dobbins to just probably run Gibson. over all I'd probably start Gibson. I feel like he's, yep. I feel like he's going to be more consistent for the rest of the season. Like, I do think CEH will might have those down games every once in a while, maybe where they try to get Lev Bell involved a little bit more or something like that, so... Gibson just got no. I mean, yeah, Gibson has Payne Barber there, um, but that's not competition. Oh, you mean uh, what's his name? J.D. McKissick. Yeah, but that's 
I mean, that's a oh, com- the slot receiver of JD McKissick. Yes. I forgot. That's yeah. That's a completely other aspect. If JD McKissick wasn't there, Antonio Gibson would be even more insane because he would be a catch passing back as well. But uh, yeah, he's still pretty damn good as just a runner right now. I am really hoping that um, Gibson gets McKissick's targets and becomes like the all-in-one back next year. That'd be insane. That would be insane. Yeah, he might be. He might just be the top fantasy points getter if he's in that situation. Because it's like Christian McCaffrey at that point. Yeah, straight up. Okay, um, for uh, Grant, Debo Samuel or Jerry Judy, rest of season. Um, let me see. Oh, Judy's got a rough schedule. What's Debo's looking like? No. If he makes playoffs, he's got some very nice matchups at the end. Um, I pr- I'd probably go Debo, especially with Ayuk out. Uh, so I'd probably go Debo. That is the correct answer. I would agree. I think Debo will be good. Now, John, for you, your answer. Cooper Cup or Mixon slash Geo? Starting rest of season. It's so matchup dependent, obviously, right now. Um, and Bernard's a bit injured. Gio's a bit injured right now, which was a big part as well. Um, obviously, this week I have Cup in, and it's mainly because of that concussion. So, uh, once once Mixon comes back, I think it's absolutely Mixon over over cup but right now i i I think it's cup over bernard Uh, so you didn't really answer me no i'm just kidding yeah (laughs) i would agree i think mixon mixon definitely over geo um in terms of like that's definitely between cup and geo Mm. so uh all right one for anthony boyd fournette or chase edmonds Boyd, Fournette, or Chase Edmonds. Hmm. Keep in mind that uh, Boyd will not have Joe Burrow throwing him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to remember that. And Fournette is very inconsistent because of the ultra-talented Ronald Jones. Hmm. Interesting here. Fournette. Yeah, I just, I don't think Fournette. I'm going to immediately eliminate Fournette. I'm more. I would feel more comfortable putting Chase in because. Huh. Receiving game. Yeah, he gets a lot of yeah. targets. Yeah. I, I would say I Chase, Chase probably. Edmonds. I don't think yeah. Brian Finley did. I guess he did do pretty poorly, didn't he? <laughs> um, yeah. So, I agree. yeah, I'll go Chase. I agree. I love Chase Edmonds. I, I'm a big Chase Edmonds fan. Anyway. Uh, last one for Charlie. He will not listen to this. But uh, we'll uh, see what he thinks. Taysom Hill, Matt Ryan, or Philip Rivers? Rest of season, who do you want? Um, Taysom. Give me Taysom. Taysom. Oh, my gosh, the exciting pick. Give me the Joker. That's what he oh, calls wow. him. wow. <laughs> I know why he's the Joker. <laughs> I don't know, but give me him. The Joker. Uh, gosh. Uh, I would actually take uh, the P River. I'd like ah. to take a nice little stroll down the P River. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it's disgusting, man. 
Hey, it, you know what? Sometimes <laughs> well, got the Pee River is not good. He's got a very it's nice, nice schedule. and warm in there. Yeah, it's nice and warm in there. Yeah, true. It gets the job done. Yeah, absolutely. Give me the Pee River. Give him the Pee River. All right. That has been uh, the segment for the week. Is All it time right. to talk games? I think it's time to talk games. Whew. Um, yeah, I'll try to include We some... have some good ones this week. Yeah. I'll try to include some playoff scenario things, but we have two pretty big matchups as far as teams still trying to secure their playoff spots. Um, but first, I guess let's jump into Alex versus Grant and uh, Chris versus Charlie by saying um, Chris will be Charlie, but now that Chris is actually going to start his lineup. So... We'll see. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Yes. Good analysis. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah maybe Alex versus Grant you could argue that Alex maybe has a chance Um, you could you're wrong (laughs) but yeah I would still go Grant and Grant's got nice matchups too to go alongside that so yeah I would still go Grant to beat Alex here Um, which is good for Grant I think Grant's out of obviously Anthony Quinn, Grant, Nick, Tom, which are the five people who haven't secured their playoff spots yet, but still have a chance. Grant's got a very nice matchup this week, obviously. So uh, he's already going to most likely go to six and six, which will give him a nice leg up in this. He's got Quinn next the week after this one. So that one will be a little bit tougher with DJ Moore on a bye. Jeez, we have a week 13 bye. That's not good news. Um, but yeah, so that's a, that's good for Grant. 13 is the week before playoff start. Yeah, so. and there's a bye. And there's a bye. You're right. But, you know, the Bucks are also on bye next week. Jeez. Anyway. Bucks and Panthers um, on bye. Yes, Grant has two good of matchups. I will take him in this matchup. Sorry, Alex. But two wins is better than I thought you'd do this year. <laughs> yep, I agree. And then same with the Charlie matchup. Uh, Deion Lewis starting. I think Rex Burkhead tore his ACL, so uh, he won't be playing probably. (laughs) You never know. Questionable right now. Um, And then uh, Danny Amendola, um, pretty sure he's out. Yep, he's out again tomorrow. But he will undoubtedly be in his starting lineup despite the fact that Sony Michelle is back, despite the fact that you could play T.Y. Hilton or Jamison Crowder or Van Jefferson who found the end zone. But um, he'll play Danny Amendola, so I'll give the edge to Chris. He'll sneak this one out. Yeah, I'll try. I'm gonna try to. I'll text Charlie, <laughs> tell him, "Hey, Danny Amendola plays tomorrow. Take him out now." Also, Rex Burkhead tore his ACL. Yes, you could let him know about. Also that, that okay. but uh, there's less of a time limit on that one. Uh, so I'll, I'll he'll 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 find it out once he puts Amendola out. Uh, but let's start with uh, Nick or yeah Nick Tom. Um, yeah, big game, big game. Nick obviously six and five. He's like I I um as far as playoff scenarios go, if Nick wins here, like it's pretty much smooth sailing. Um, at that point, I don't think he like officially clinches. Uh, but yeah, it's it's looking very good for him if he if he's at seven and five. Actually, he does clinch. Yeah, he does clinch because Anthony can't. Anthony Quinn and uh, Tom cannot possibly get to seven wins. 
So yeah, when when here you clinch playoffs. This is a big one. Um, as far it as is. as far as Tom goes, lose here, and it's probably over for you. Uh, yeah, it's probably over for you. It's gonna be yep. you're gonna need a lot to go right for you if you're Tom at that point. And Tom has employed a very bold strategy this week by starting Andy Dalton at his quarterback position. Uh, He is going all in on the Dallas offense against Washington. He's hoping for a high-scoring game. And uh, it might just pay off for him. We will see. More than Uh, half of his team plays Thursday. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited to see. Yeah, he's got a lot of players in these Thursday games. There's only two of them, which is insane. Um, I think that hurts Nick a little bit in the uncertainty with the uh, Pittsburgh game. Because I, I still think Lamar Jackson would be the play over Goff, despite Pittsburgh. Um, so, yeah, gosh, the matchups are tough for, uh, for Tom in this scenario. But he's got his back against the wall. And everything I know about Tom tells me that when, uh, when he's counted out, you know he's going to do well. And I think Duke Johnson bounces back in a big way to put up two touchdowns against the Detroit Lions. TJ Hawkinson gets at least one. Swift gets one. The whole team's scoring all day. Tom will be celebrating Thanksgiving as he takes this victory. And he will move on another week alive for Tom Myring. Wow. I love it. Uh, I'm going to pick top two just because it's the more fun result, in my opinion. It it keeps people in the playoff race, keeps things more interesting. So, and, and I also think he can win as well. I think he's got some nice matchups. I think Tom's, I, I, my prediction is um, Tom, I think he's going to have 100 after Thursday. That's my prediction. Wow, 100 after Thursday. It's still <laughs> four players to go. He'll have three, three players to go. Oh, three players to go. And arguably, arguably two of those players are most of his points, but it'll be a hundred. Trust me. Wow. He's going to like throw in the towel. Ta- Nick's going to throw in the towel after Thursday. He's going to be like, I give up. I have no chance. It's over. It's over. Wow. Uh, next one's Quinn and Anthony. And this one's like even more important for both of these teams, because this is just like an elimination game almost. Um, like I said, if if your team is four and eight going into next week, you're gonna need a lot to go right for you in order to make it in. Uh, there's still a chance, but it's very small. So, yeah, between these two teams, a win is absolutely huge for one of these two teams as well. Especially if Nick loses, it, it it's big. Um, and if Quinn or Anthony loses, they're definitely gonna be rooting for Nick to lose. Maybe even uh, Grant to lose, even though that one's a little more of a long shot. So. Uh, yeah, this one's going to be a close one, and you got it's exciting. You got all the Quinns, you got Eckler, Mostert, and Carson coming back in the same week for Quinn. So I think this is going to be a very, very close one. Uh, who you got, Michael? Simple reason I think Patrick Mahomes loses this week against Tampa Bay. So give me Quinn in an upset. Quinn's getting in, he's pushing for the playoffs. John, you just froze, but you're smiling because you think, as I do, that Quinn is going to make it. <laughs> um, I'll go... <clears throat> uh, I'll, I'll go a little more realistic here. I'll go, Anthony. I think 
Kamara and Chubb have very nice matchups. I think this could be Chubb's biggest game in his return here. And he already had a big one with a 20-point game in his first one. Um, I think he could go even bigger here against Jacksonville. And I, even if Quinn's uh, running backs return, they still have pretty tough matchups um, if they do. So I'm a little scared. One of the most dirt Eckler, they're, they're big names, obviously, but I maybe would even consider putting Gallman in over them. Gallman, he does have a hard matchup as well, but I don't know. I'm scared. I'm scared that one of these injured players returning from injury is going to have a, a rough return. The nice thing uh, is none of them are on Thursday, so he will have the chance to wait to see if they're going to play, and then the Gallman can come in for one of them if they don't play. Which I think it's much more likely that Mostert doesn't play than Eckler. It sounds like Eckler is going to play. So the goal man would be the move there. Hell yeah. Which would be exciting. Uh, but this is, it's going to be a close one still. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, and we're not even done with this week. We still got an insane matchup up top. The Me top two teams, the rematch. Basically playing for um, a one seed here. So... Yep. It's going to be exciting. We are. We're playing for the one seed. And there are some interesting matchups here, especially our quarterbacks going against each other. Oh, boy. Uh, I think that game's going to be a quarterback shootout. Uh, The first half, I expect it to be 28 to 28 at the end of the half. I love it. With four rushing touchdowns by each quarterback. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh. But yeah, this is uh, this is gonna be an exciting matchup, and I I think our matchups are pretty even too. You got some tougher ones, I got some tougher ones. You, we both got some easier ones as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's gonna come down to my injuries and whether or not Julio Jones plays and who who's gonna end up playing for me because I think that's still very much up in the air. Even AJ Brown has been sitting out practice so far this week. So yeah, I think if. If Julio, I don't know. I'm still scared. Even if Julio Jones plays, I'm very worried that he is just going to be hobbled still. So I'm going to go with you this time around. I think we're so evenly matched. I obviously beat you early in the season. I think, I think it's only fair that you probably end up getting the win this time around. I, uh, you know, I'm going to agree with you. I think it's going to be a very tough matchup. We're going to see. Our quarterbacks are supposed to be playing in the wind, according to Sleeper, which is a new feature that I love, is that they, uh, <laughs> they have the weather right next to the matchup. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's been there for a while. I've always noticed oh, that. Oh, I've never noticed that until now. But I love it, yeah. and that's cool. Um, so, yeah. It's it, Buffalo, baby. Buffalo is going to be windy. windy. But I, I agree. I think I'm going to pull this one out. I think it's going to be super tight. It's going to be really fun. Um, I don't love my Packers matchups against the Bears because the Bears always, like, just kind of shut down offenses. But uh, I've got to ride Aaron Jones because he just kind of he does his thing and he puts up a lot of points most of the time. Uh, I'm going with Antonio Gibson tomorrow, and I'm excited to have a player to watch on Thanksgiving. So, man, it's going to be fun. I hope Miles Sanders bounces back. I think he will, and I think Derrick Henry has a tough matchup. So, I think I'm going to pull this one out, and we will be virtually tied for the one seed. Rice University. Yeah, depends how close we are as far as points for goes. But if basically if Michael wins, it will be up to points for, depending on 
Um, obviously, if we both win next week or what whatnot, uh, if I win, I do clinch that one seed no matter what. So. Yes, you will clinch the one, and I've already clinched at least the two, pretty much at this point. Oh no, if I pretty if much. I lose to Alex yeah. next week and Chris wins out, yeah, outscoring me by fifty. Yeah, so if I win, I clinch at least the two seed. So. Yep. Uh Wow. This is a. Uh, it's a big week. This is a big week for playoffs. Next week's gonna be yep. even more fun if we have a bunch of teams within one game of each other. I want I'm Tom to stay alive excited. so that we have everybody within a game of each other. Yeah, Tom does play me next week, so it'll be a tougher one. But I, I think it'd be it'd be fun if Tom has a chance. If everyone sells a chance next week. Yes, Alex unfortunately no longer has a chance. <laughs> he has been eliminated. Sorry, Alex. And just one down. Just one. We only have two yeah. teams eliminated. We're in week uh, twelve. It's awesome. Yeah, that's super fun. Super fun. All right. Good luck, everybody, this week. Happy Thanksgiving.